This is Liam Hendricks and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi and I am so stoked to be here with you today. couple reasons. First off, let's go back in time. We are in the early stages of August. The White Sox, they stink. It's August 1st. They're sellers. On the day of the trade deadline, Lucas Giolito is already gone. He's a Los Angeles angel. Get to that in a minute. Lance Lynn, traded, gone. See ya. Joe Kelly, went with Lynn to Los Angeles. Reynaldo Lopez, went with Giolito to the Angels. Okay, get Kendall Graveman, send him to the Astros. Got back some good prospects. I like prospects. I like prospects in every sport. I love college football. I watch college hockey. I watch junior hockey. I love college baseball. I like prospects across all sports. It's fun. You never know what prospects are going to turn into in the pros, which I'm fully aware of as a prospect guy myself. But I do think if your team stinks and you're going to lose guys for nothing, you might as well get some prospects. They might not hit, might not work, but might as well try, right? Okay, fine. I also agree with the Cubs not selling. For them, like, what is some prospects going to do for you right now? Nothing. You keep Bellinger. Okay, I, I get both sides. There's there, Some people, pro, prospect lovers are right sometimes, and prospect haters are right sometimes. you got to be like me, like both. Then you get to August 1st, the actual day of the trade deadline. Trade Jake Berger. What? Jake Berger has like four years left of control. It might even be more than that. He's young. He's vibrant. He's a good hitter. The White Sox aren't even fully maximizing his fully capabilities as we're seeing with, you know, what he's doing in Miami. It's five years that he has left. Okay. It's a lot. It's about as much as you would control a prospect for, right? Okay. It's not like he was Lance Leonard Giolito, you know, gone next year, mid-30s. Giolito's not his mid-30s, but Lynn is. You know, different situations. Jake Berger's not fitting in either of those categories. Trade him. Whatever, dude. Okay. Then you have a series with the Chicago Cubs at Guaranteed Rate Field. The Chicago Cubs. you got to beat the Cubs at least once out of two. You get swept. Okay. Well, the Cubs are really good. The White Sox suck. We get that. We're well aware. And I'm not one of those White Sox fans that go, congratulations on beating a AAA team like the Cubs fans did when the White Sox smoked them in 2021 and 22. 
That's not how this works. Major League Baseball teams are Major League Baseball teams. You Cub fans be proud that you swept the White Sox. I was proud when we swept your ass in 2021. Okay. Then a little bit goes by. They have a good series against the Yankees. For some reason, the Yankees, they're a dumpster fire this year. The White Sox have torched them. Love it. Love it. But that's not an accomplishment, torching the Yankees. You get to that second series against the Cubs. You win the first game. Oh, good job. Luis Robert Jr. hits one to Pluto in the eighth inning, and the White Sox win. They could win that second game, and for all the dumpster nasty shit that's happened this season, you can keep the Crosstown Trophy. Gotta, the Cubs got to beat you. They have you can't tie. They have to beat you to take the Crosstown Trophy. You have a lead going into the ninth, and you blow it because you put out the same reliever in a save situation two nights in a row. The Cubs, Christopher Morrell, walk-off home run. Nasty. Disgusting. I mean, um, the Cubs fans, they loved it. That you should rub it in my face, I would be rubbing it in yours. I respect the Cubs. I used to, like, despise them. Right now, 2023, I respect them. Good team. Maybe that's just part of growing up. But I want the White Sox to beat their ass when they play them. I think that's fair. You know, I've been act- I was kind of thinking like, oh, that'd be cool if Giolito and Lopez went to the Cubs because, like, at least we could watch them go see them in person maybe one more time, um, you know, play in the postseason. Okay, whatever. They, that didn't happen. Now, you lost to them. A week later, you fire Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, but you let them execute the trade deadline. Weird. Don't get it. Why would you let them execute the trade deadline if they weren't part of Like, that just makes no sense. You should have got the new guy in here before. The, you should, this should have happened in June. Like, what did you learn from the middle of June or the even the middle of July? Think of where you were in the middle of July on your little boat with your little pink Whitney shots and your little twisted teas and your nice little high noons, all delicious stuff. You're drinking that in the lake. What did you learn between then and August that you didn't know? I mean, come on. You fire them, okay? Now it's like, okay, well, at least there's a brush of fresh air. Don't really get why they waited this long, but Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, gone. See ya. Kenny Williams, thanks for 2005, pal. Rick Hahn, basically, thanks for nothing. You hope that hope is eternal in that situation. Then the rumors start to come out. Chris Getz, you're going to promote from within? What? No. You're firing Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. This is a step in the right direction. Okay, whatever. Bob Nightingale, he's always wrong. And then it's like one of those things, like the White Sox are going to White Sox. They make it seem like they're going to do something, and then all of a sudden they come back and do something even stupider. More stupid. That's the joke. Then there's a shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field. What? Oh, it's not actually a shooting. It's not an act of violence. Somebody didn't actually have a gun and say, I hate you. Boom, dead. No, it was an accident. We think it was an accident. Or it came from outside the stadium. There was no aggression in the shooting. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. How do we keep that from happening again? That is first and foremost. But it's just going to prove that this is one of the worst months in White Sox history. Three days before the shooting, though? Oh, Jerry Reinsdorf is going to sell? Oh, that's great. Oh, they're going to relocate to Nashville. What? It's just one thing after another that's horrible. Horrible things on the field, horrible things off the field, confusion with security, 
Jerry Reinsdorf and the Blackhawks and the Bulls have a problem with this company now that handles their security because, you know, none of the teams will take accountability. The White Sox aren't going to take accountability. They'll point the finger somewhere else. It's their fault that the gun managed to find its way in the park. And I I warn people who are fans of other teams, whether you be a Cub fan slash Sox hater, Guardians fan slash Sox hater, be careful when you make fun of the White Sox for gun violence. It could happen at your stadium at any time. Don't pretend like it can't. Everybody should be aware, and this is not funny at all. So you got shootings and relocations and horrible losses to your rivals, Cubs, walk-off home runs, firings, bad hirings, the higher Chris gets. Deal became official yesterday. I think it's time right now that we discuss the Chris Getz hiring by the Chicago White Sox, and there's nobody. I'd rather be talking to about the Chicago White Sox hiring of Chris Getz. We're going to get it on with my good friend, South Burbs Hitman co-host, becoming a big part of this show in the meantime as well, Crosstown Crosstalk, my good friend Joe Mandel. Joseph, how you doing? What's up, Vincenzo? How you doing, man? Uh, annoyed by the news, but I mean, I mean, I guess we all knew it was going to happen, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it any more fun. It makes it zero more fun. I can see you've already transitioned to fall with your attire. Yes. Yes, I have. For those listening to the Spotify, Apple, whatever the H you're listening to, um, Joe Mandel is wearing all Chicago Bears gear. So go Bears. We'll talk about the Bears at some point, I'm assuming. Maybe not today, but in general, we will be talking about yeah. Das Bears. Yes. The, belo- no. the beloved hold a special place in both of our hearts. There's no doubt about that. But right now we're talking about the White Sox. Joe. The White Sox hired Chris Getz, who was a very mediocre slash bad player when he was in the big leagues, which that has no indication yeah. on how you're going to be as a major league executive or, um, you know, coach, manager, whatever the case may be. Like Theo Epstein's probably the greatest executive that ever lived. I can't even picture him throwing a baseball. Um, so right. that, that has little, I love, I do think it's funny when people bring up like his playing ability when it comes like that has nothing to do with it. Uh, Theo Epstein was already an executive when, if he were a good baseball player, he still would have had 10 years left in his career. Like mm-hmm. the, that, that's irrelevant. But the one thing Theo Epstein was more than Chris Getz at this age was qualified. And it sounds to me like Chris Getz is extremely unqualified. What are your thoughts about him getting this job as the executive vice president and general manager of the Chicago White Sox, Chris Getz. Yeah, Vin, I I can't help but feel like the White Sox didn't do their due diligence here. I mean, we have have the press conference plan for those of you listening to the podcast in the background. And Jerry essentially admitted that he didn't interview anybody else. So like, you're just going to bring the guy that was under the wings of the guys you had before and Rick and, and Kenny. It just strict. It doesn't make any sense to me, Vin. And especially because he, he's not, he's not qualified to be a GM right now, in my opinion. I mean, he's 40 years old, not to say that age is the main reason, but he doesn't have enough experience to be a GM. How I just, I just don't get the higher, I think Jim Tomey would have been more qualified as an internal candidate. And again, I, I wouldn't have liked that either, but he at least has more time in the front office. So, you know, there's a million other folks it could have been, and I'm pretty sure I would have been happy with any other choice except for Chris Getz. 
Now, I hope he surprises us, Finn. I hope he goes well above and beyond. I hope he 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 embraces the hate and the doubters because he even said it himself. Like he understands that there needs to be a lot of change. He knows there's a lot that needs to be done, and he's up for the challenge. So, more power to Chris Getz. Uh, but from Jerry's end, I just don't get the hire, and I don't get Getz backing down, uh, doubling down, and saying that Pedro will return next season. I don't. I don't get that either. Sports very much remind me of real life in a lot of ways. Like there are things that are parallel. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like a movie. Like it represents real life, even though it's not. Does that make sense? So like my yeah. my thinking behind that is the last two presidential elections are probably the two most controversial elections in the history of the United States, right? And one sure. side despises the guy who won the last time, and the other side despises the guy who won the time before, probably more than ever in the history of the United States. Right. But I think you're a fool if you root for the guy you don't like to succeed. I just right. That's just my personal opinion. If you're on the left and you despise Trump and you root for him to fail, you're kind of rooting for yourself to fail same thing goes for the right hating joe biden if you're a white Sox fan and you're rooting for chris gets to fail so you can be right you're an idiot that makes no sense we want chris gets to be awesome neither of us like the hire me and you are both whether it's left or right depending on whatever we both hate this hire he is our president that we hate won the election not my gm wrong he is your GM. You have to root for him to succeed. And it's just, it's mind boggling to me, the divide that exists in White Sox land right now. And that's yeah. all Jerry Reinsdorf's fault. I can't even think of a political, I try, I try to make comparables to make people like be entertained and understand things. There's no even real, I mean, who's the comparable? You could go to Star Wars and call him the emperor. And then mm. Chris Getz is Darth Vader. But, like, I can't look at that face and call him Darth Vader. I mean, he's a good-looking man. That is a handsome man right there, Chris Getz. But, I mean, dude, <laughs> this is just I, – I, I can't recall White Sox Twitter and White Sox land ever being so toxic. And the Chris Getz hire didn't make it any better. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And it's unfortunate, Ben, because we – he's going to be uh, – he's going to have a long leash – as long as yeah. Jerry's the majority owner, um, coming off of the pile of crap he was dealt with, he's going to have a long leash. And Gats just, man, I, I hope he can rise to the occasion and, and surprise us all. Because it would certainly be uh, a movie if he could turn it around and bring the White Sox back to prominence. But uh, there's a lot of culture change that needs to happen. There's a lot of personnel change that needs to happen. And I'm not going to lie, Vin. You, you mentioned in the top of the show before I came on, you're talking about Ronaldo and, and, and Gio. I thought for sure they were going to put a claim on him and bring him back and, and sign him long-term. And I think that one might have been you know, one of the moves to kind of get this team back in in standing because that would have been the ultimate move to, to make a trade, for trade some guys, and then get them back. But that didn't happen probably because they were too busy focusing on this crap. But. That along with don't you, don't you think Reinsdorf is just too cheap? Like it, it reminds like the Cubs traded Chapman, or the Yankees traded Chapman to the Cubs for Glaber Torres, and then they got to keep Glaber Torres, and then brought Chapman back. Yeah, and they got to have him too. They got both. 
well, the White Sox could have had their cake and eat it too. They chose not to. He's a guard. Their guardians. It's a shitty situation. I'm well, not excited to watch them pitch for the guards. No, and 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 now if 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 you're the White Sox and if you knew the Guardians were going to put a claim on him, would you have would you have put a claim? I I don't think Jerry cares. I I like I I know that sounds like just such a tuned out answer, uh, but like I am tuned out of being positive. I like I don't think Jerry cares at all. Yeah, if I you know how Jerry's looking at it. Well, you know the Guardians, they used to be the Indians, but I think that the Minnesota Twins, I think I kind of probably hate them more. And the Guardians, they only trade the Twins by five games. <laughs> why, do you, why do you put a Southern drawl on Jerry Ryan's turn? It's like me trying to be old. Oh. But then, you know, I think maybe the White Sox, they let the Guardians get Giolito and Lopez. And now those two might help the Guardians catch the Twins. I'd rather the Guardians beat the Twins in the playoffs. Giolito to the Guardian sucks. That is correct. Swift Sports Network. Damn. Who would you rather see win the NL Central or the AL Central? I, I for me, it'd be the Tigers, but the Tigers have no chance. I, no, I, I really hope the Guardians win it. I do. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. The Twins seem to be firing on all cylinders right now. I, I think they're the team that uh, wins. But I, I don't get me wrong. I'd love to see the Guardians come push them out. But the the Guardians have the better manager. That's for sure. So. I think if I were doing my Mount Rushmore of active managers, Tito might be on the list. Yeah, I would. I would say that because their roster sucks. Like I don't like it doesn't suck. The White Sox roster sucks, but I agree with Scott. It's what kind of what I was saying. Reclaiming your guys after getting prospects for them would have been a, made the Sox look like geniuses. Very similar to like, and Chapman went and won the World Series with the Cubs. Nobody shits on that trade, but I'm saying the Yankees were smart. They got Glaber Torres. He was their second baseman for like multiple deep postseason runs, and they got to get Chapman back and then in his prime. You know now Chapman sucks. I don't even what team is Chapman on. He's a he's a setup man for. Is it the Rangers? Or the it was the Royals for a minute. He's a setup man somewhere, but the uh, point I have is, it for you right now. The point is, is the White um, the White the Sox Rangers, got, yeah. yeah the Rangers the White Sox got good prospects for Giolito and um, Lopez. They got good prospects for them. Uh, Bush and Edgar Caro. Edgar Caro probably starting catcher next year or the year after, and like he has a high ceiling. He could be like an all star type catcher. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm well aware that those things aren't a guarantee, but he has that ceiling. And the Angels just threw them away. That's one team I'd rather be a fan of less than the White Sox, the Angels, yeah. without question. But that that team made a dire mistake trying to load up. And, and win with Otani when, and then now they just took a giant L. Not only did they get Otani injured, they fall out of the playoff picture. They let these guys go for next, well, basically nothing. And they just admit defeat. It's, it's such a bad look for that org. It is a bad look. Six players on waivers, five got claimed. Like that means they were good players. Cause if you've noticed in all sports in all sports, this goes in hockey too. guys get put on waivers and they don't get claimed. I'm like, why but then you realize like guys hardly get claimed the angels put six guys five of them got claimed that goes to show that a the angels wanted them to get claimed and b they were really good players that were on you know waivers someone in the chat said they wanted the cubs to get uh giolito that would have been a nice move but the guardians they had an earlier claim 
Um, Swift says they need to trade Otani. They needed to trade Otani. That is absolutely correct. It probably would have been the biggest haul in the history of Major League Baseball. I think they. I think it, they were saying it would have been like eight or nine pieces going back to the Angels for mm-hmm. Otani. I mean, just absolutely unreal. Um, I couldn't believe uh, Jerry name dropped him as Ravi points out. Yeah, that was against. He's going to get a fine for that. By the way, I I was told by my guy that Jerry is that is against the CBA to talk about future targets before the season's over. So issues there. Um, the, the league gave the White Sox permission to not interview a minority for the job because they have such a like elite history of hiring minorities. Um, so they were able to just bring their guy. Um, but yeah, Ravi says Han was fake Theo too. No, he was not. Don't insult the great Theo Epstein like that. Do not do it. Rick Hahn was not even fake Theo. He wasn't a poor man's Theo. He doesn't even belong in the same sentence. Um, I was talking about the Cubs. The Cubs would have a higher or a worse waiver claim than the Guardians. The White Sox absolutely could have got Giolito back. Um, They chose not to. Um, But Theo Epstein with the Red Sox in his like late twenties, early thirties ended a world series drought there. The Cubs got like a bonafide Theo, if anything. Mm. Um, so yeah, Rick Hahn, two playoff wins as a GM, not series wins, playoff game wins. Not even close. Your thoughts, Joe. Yeah. It's not even, it's not even a conversation for me. <laughs> you would have liked that higher though. The White Sox brought in Theo. That that was my that was my ideal hire, but again, that's that's living in a world where the White Sox are logical and like pigs fly, and like yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, Theo Epstein. That's gotta make his ball sack feel huge. He's the one guy. <laughs> he's the one guy that every single person wants. There's no argument. This corner of White Sox Twitter, you know what corner I'm talking about. If you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. us would all agree. The cesspool, yeah. Yeah. We would all want Theo. And same thing would apply, like, name a random team, the Diamondbacks. Every, Diamondbacks Anybody. are actually putting together something nice. Like, they're probably not going to end up making the playoffs, but they were way better than people expected. And next year and the year after, that's all looking really bright for them. Every Diamondbacks fan would agree that they would fire their guy right now and bring in Theo right now, and it wouldn't be an argument at oh, all. Oh, big facts. That has to make Theo Epstein feel freaking you know, huge. And as Ravi points out, he flipped two curses. Not only did he flip two curses, they were both pushing a century. The Cubs actually did get over a century. The Red Sox were right there. Um, And their major markets, like these baseball heavy places, like the Boston Red Sox, the Chicago Cubs, those are like, you know, prominent teams in the history of the league. The Chicago White Sox are that too. People don't like to admit it, but they are like, there's been four movies made about this damn team. You know, probably more. Not than enough. That. Yeah, not enough for me. But like, they're the movie team, right? They invented the American League. That's big, a big deal. And they act like a bunch of. They act like the Florida Marlins in yeah. 2023, and it's disgusting. You go back and watch old videos of the White Sox from the 90s, and that stadium's packed. You could just tell they're like a meaningful team in this league. And right now, they're trash. It sucks. Yeah, it's trash, no doubt. I'm ready for football season, Vin. Yeah, football season's right here, man. 
There was a great game yesterday. I saw the catch from the Minnesota player. Uh, my parents are moving into their new house, so I didn't sit down and lock in on the game. You know, we were moving boxes and unpacking shit. I'm staying there for a little bit. Um, it is, you know, it's awesome, but I missed some college football last night. But I did see the highlights. I saw all that. Um, but I, I just I can't get over this White Sox stuff, man. I'm sitting here. And I'm like, I want this team to be good so bad. That's my second team in sports, or not tied for my first team in sports. You know, I when they win, when I'm expect, when I am inv- invested. I, don't you love how they use real, real, real hair on that? I did yes. not know that. And for those, for those of you that are listening to the audio version, I pulled up my Dylan C's bobblehead that they gave away last weekend when Vinny and I were there. And for the mustache, they put like a real. I don't know. It's like a, like a fur part ball. of a fur ball or a piece of like a pipe cleaner or something for the mustache. That's legit. That's I legit. did not. I did not know that was going to be a thing. Um, but it was nice. Do you notice I, I grew my mustache because they were giving away that bobblehead, and I have not shaved it because I'm competing in a wiffle ball tournament tomorrow, and I want to have a mustache for that. I got to clean up the side, but I which I will, but needed the mustache for that too. So. Yeah, dude. Does Katie like it? Uh, I think so. I mean, I how could so. you not, right? It's kind of sexy a little bit, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't care to comment on that. Um, I, I like a good mustache. I'll leave it at that. For sure. Um, but yeah, this thing sucks. I want them to be good so bad. I can't believe that this is where we're at talking about the White Sox. Um, Joe, the Cubs seem like they don't stop believing, and they're firmly in a playoff oh, spot now. Don't. Don't don't do that. That makes me think of 05. But then I again, didn't, I was not referencing the song. I swear I would never do that. That is the white. Sox. No, no disrespect to the Cubs. Honestly, no. That's just not your song. You don't get to claim it. Um, they got to pick a song, though. They should. They should. I, they have their win song that people love. I hate it. But normally when I hear it, it means my team lost. Um, but that's besides the point. They have a one and a half game lead over the San Francisco Giants for the third wild card spot. They're actually in the second wild card spot. They have a two and a half game lead over the aforementioned Diamondbacks for the final wild card spot. So the Cubs are going to make the playoffs, I think. Oh, yeah, I mean, hopefully one Chicago team does. Honestly, that'd be cool. Who would they play if the season ended today? The Braves would get a Probably bye. the Braves. No, the oh, Braves, no, it wouldn't be the Braves. The Braves and Dodgers would each have a bye, right? Or is that no? It's just the Braves. No, I don't even know how it works anymore. I'm not gonna lie. No, I don't. Maybe there is no bye. Maybe I'm tweaking. The Braves, the Braves would play the Giants. The Doyers would play the Cubs, and the Brew Crew would play Philly. Dodgers Cubs. That's that's. Uh... Unless Always. I'm thinking, I swear there's a buy. Atlanta and Dodgers might get a buy, and the Brew Crew would play the Giants, and Philly would play the Cubs. That's Let me ask I'm you doing. a question, though, Ben. Can anybody beat the Philadelphia Phillies? <clears throat> they are right now, in my opinion, the best team in baseball, and it's not close. Yeah, I mean, that's a take. That certainly At, is a take. Right now. And that's what needs to happen because, as you are very well aware of, the team needs to get firing on all cylinders towards the end of the season. The Phillies right now are unfreaking stoppable. And that would be the Cubs' first round matchup. I did just confirm. 
Yeah. That would be the Cubs' first round matchup. The Brew Crew would play the Giants. Philly would play the Cubs. Atlanta and the Dodgers would have a bye in the NL. Uh, Baltimore and Seattle would have, even though the Bra or the Braves have a better record than Seattle, they're a wild card team, so it doesn't matter. Um, the Braves and Seattle would have a bye, and then the Twins would play the Rangers. The Rays would play the Astros. Um, that's really awesome. A good um, series. All of these are pretty awesome. Um, but Phillies, Cubs, man, I would probably pick the Phillies unbiasedly. Um, but it, honestly, Joe, it wouldn't shock me if the Cubs pulled off an upset over any of these teams, including the Braves. They're right there for as hot. They're they're both seven and three in their last ten. The Phillies have three more in the win column, three less in the loss column. Um, but I think the Phillies have a little more firepower in terms of their pitching. And then mm. Bri- Bryce Harper, what he's done to come back and play first base, like, because he probably isn't healthy enough to play in the outfield, but he's healthy enough to swing the shit out of his bat um, and just to play first base. It, I, I said the same thing about Bellinger, but Harper's a little bit different. He's like a bonafide, like, megastar. Dude, Philly he was insane. Last year, though. Philly did it last year, though. And that's why I think they probably have the edge. Yeah, that's true. But either way, there's going to be a lot of fun baseball the rest of the way, uh, except from the White Sox. That's going to be boring. But yeah, that's going to be mega boring. Um, I'd like to see Miami sneak in. They're three. They're three and seven in their last ten. They're falling off a little bit. Um, but Ravi says I'd walk him every time. But yeah, but then you got to face like there's Trey Turner and Castellanos and freaking Schwarber. Schwarber's having the best worst season of all time. No player in Major League Baseball history has ever hit 40 home runs and had a negative WAR in the same season. He uh, he pretty much had identical stats. They were showing last year versus this year. Vin, I saw a comparison, and like to this point of the season, it's almost identical. That's funny. I mean, Schwarber's like living proof that batting average, unless you're like a leadoff guy or a nine hitter. Batting average is just a bullshit stat that makes no sense in the year 2023. Like, I get why people were so obsessed with it back in the day. Cause, like, yeah, however many times you go up to bat, however many times you get a hit out of those times matters. But, like, at some point, the guy with 40 home runs and 110 RBIs has to matter. Regardless it's, a pure, it's a purist stat. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get it. it I, I like it for a Tim Anderson, right? Or a Nick Madrigal. Or a Nico Horner, those guys need to have good batting averages, but I'd rather have them good base on base percentages. Um, fucking Foster's here, good to see you. Um, but yeah, I like Schwarber. Schwarber versus Cubs in the playoffs too. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's been weirder things that have happened. Absolutely, Joe. Before we wrap it up, yeah, Bears, you pumped? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what? I am. I, I'm pumped up for this division. I, I I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I I think this division is going to be really good as opposed to what most people think. I think it's Detroit's division to lose, but I think the Bears are going to be good enough to the point where they can probably sneak in with a wild card spot. You're hearing it here first, Finn. The Detroit Lions will beat the Kansas City Chiefs next Thursday. Wow. Wow. They are without their best defensive player who's still in a holdout. 
That's insane, Joe. I like the pick. Maybe it's I'll gonna play it. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. Maybe I'll play it. I've had I had $20 in my DraftKings account. I know that's not a lot of money. But it was for a fight that was back in like July or something. And the kid that went to St. Viator, he was fighting in AMA or whatever it is now. Yeah. And I bet on him to win the kid from Viator, Italian kid, Super Dago. Um, and then there was another like more well-known fighter going. I bet on the well-known guy, too, in a different fight. He won, won me 10. I, I, I place little fun bets like it's nothing like that. Yeah. But then the kid from Viator lost. So I, you know, lost that. So I broke even and had the 20s left over. And I'm like, I'm saving this for football. Maybe I'll sprinkle a little something, something on the Lions and see if I can get some good odds there. You should, man. I am I just happened to uh, pull up DraftKings myself just so I could take a look at it, Vin. But right now the Lions are plus six and a half, and the over-under is 54. So if you want to make a little money, parlay the Lions plus six and a half and the over, I think both of those are going to hit. Hell yeah. I'm I think I'm all in on this. So yeah. That's and and then we got requests from Foster for a prediction for Bears Packers score. I know we still have another show before that, but uh, I don't know, man. I I I think I might need another week to think about it. Right now, um I'm I'll give a more accurate prediction. I think uh yeah, I'll give a more pre- better prediction, I think, or a more final prediction as the game gets closer. But as of right now, I'm leaning Bears 28-22. to 22. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to take it, but I think it's going to be by like a field goal at the end. I think it's going to be closer than people expect because Jordan Love, I think, is better than people expect. Watch, watch he gets like intercepted four times now that I say that. Well, I don't think Jordan Love is bad. I just don't think he's – a superstar. I think he's, he's like, not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No, I like exactly. And the Packers have never succeeded with like a game manager type quarterback. There are game managers that like Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. You know, Mitch Trubisky made it to the playoffs. Like those types of guys can, you know, succeed in the NFL. It just never has been with the Packers. The Packers have had a gunslinger for the last 35 years. So, sure. um, Skyler wants to know if I'm ready for NIU to take on Jeff Sims again. Of course, he's talking about when they played Nebraska on the 16th. And I did see them beat Georgia Tech in person. I was in Atlanta. This was 2021, I want to say. And we went, no, it probably was pre, it might have been 2019. I feel like that was pre COVID. And yeah. they beat Georgia Tech. And it was like this crazy thing. Georgia Tech paid NIU all this money to come play them. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a nice little win for Georgia Tech. Nope, wrong. NIU wins. Um, And the last time Nebraska played NIU, if I recall correctly, we won. So let's go Huskies. I am so ready for that. And I probably will be uh, um, attending most of the games. That one's got to be on the road. Yeah, that one's in Nebraska. Um, I think I'm going to be at 90% of NIU's home games this season. So if you're a Husky football fan and you see me, say what's up. Let's go Huskies. Um, Really quick, Joe, ACC, huge news today. Yeah, big stuff. Huge news. They're adding on a couple teams. Um, 
let me know if I got this correctly. We have Stanford and SMU yep. joining the ACC, which and Cal behind. and Cal. Oh, and Cal. Cal's going yep. to shit. Yep. So what happens with Oregon State and Washington State is the question. I mean, obviously, someone's going to be exiting at some point in the future. I mean, for now, they're these teams are going in. The interesting thing that I read about, I heard about this today, Vin, is that SMU is not taking any broadcasting money for seven years. Why? But but they they just want to get in with the big dogs, and they're 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 it's it's like a it's like a chest it's like a pounding your chest kind of move. It's like I we want to get in with the big dogs. We don't even need that TV money for seven years. Let us in, you know. I, that's pretty. That's pretty badass. The balls. It's ballsy. That's crazy. Damn, I did not hear that part. Um, man, that's crazy news, man. I I can't get over what's happened to the Pac-12, man. I used to love the Pac-12. I I mean, I'm still gonna love those teams. But, like, that was my favorite. It was, like, once the big boys – or once – not the big boys. Those are big boys. But once, like, the 6 o'clock games were over. Like, California sports saved my life. They really uh-huh. do. They, they, they make 9 p.m. from going to bed awesome. Like, yeah. I, I hope they find a way to be intriguing over there in the West because I need late-night football. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. That's for sure. But – uh, but I agree with you, Vin. I think there's some big changes. There's some teams that are probably going to be exiting exiting the ACC. Probably, I'm assuming at the end of the season, we'll hear about that. But Yeah, for sure. Um, Skyler says Pac-12 could have been pretty strong this year, too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, USC might be uh, – oh, yeah, the, they still are the Pac-12 for this season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, FSU's got to be leaving. I would yeah. imagine FSU's yeah. got to be gone. I would think so. Uh, SEC though, no. B- Big Twelve maybe, or do you think SEC? They would fit in in the SEC. They got the right colors and the right culture. I think SEC, but I think either one is possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, USC this year, man, they could like really do some. I'm rooting for them personally, and I know mm-hmm. they got they got Notre Dame halfway through the season. I wrote about it. I hope both teams, Notre Dame needs to sneak out a win against Ohio State, which I think they can in week four. And then in week seven, when these two teams match up, if Notre Dame does pull off that win over Ohio State, we could be talking about two undefeated top five teams meeting in week seven. Like, sign me the F up for that. Yeah. I wish, the play- I wish the playoffs started this year, the new format. That would have been awesome. I know. I know. Because, it, it, but you know what? It's going to be great next year, too, because – it's just getting better and better. And like the more at large teams that we could get in this thing, um, I think will be good. I wish as an NIU guy, they would have made it as the at large group of five team, you know, in 14 or 2000, whatever those years were, where they were the best group of five team in the country. Now they suck, but they could get back to that. I'm confident they could get back to that. They have that resume. So, but hell yeah, man. I love college football. I can't wait for Saturday, dude. NIU, Boston College. Let's go. A lot of good, lot of good games this weekend, man. Absolutely. Completely ignore the White Sox and all the bullshit that's going on with them, except you go read on SouthsideShowdown.com. Please do it. Put food yes. in my mouth. Clearly, I need more food. Um, Everyone does. Yeah. Um, but 
then to Windy City. I'm covering the Cubs too. I got we got a whole ass playoff run. I'm on your guys' side right now. Except and, for when, and the Jaguars. The Jags, man. Three and zero in the preseason. That doesn't matter results wise, but it does tell me for three straight games you were better than the other team with all of your units on the field. And I do think that's a positive. Um and then after what happened last year, it's hard to think about them not being awesome. They play the Colts in week one, who have a rookie quarterback, no Jonathan Taylor to start. I, I mean, the, the Jags, they're sitting okay right now, and I love Trevor Lawrence. And he's on the Taylor's on the pup list, so he won't play for at least four games. Yeah, so take the Colts out of it. No elite running back, rookie – or no elite running back, rookie quarterback. Um, first year head coach – or first new head coach. Um, then you got the Texans. No, it's really just the Titans who might pose a small threat, but I don't love their quarterback play, especially now. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it might be the Jags by default, but once they get they they beat the Chargers in the playoffs. So you know they already kind of proved they're more than just their bad division wonder. Now it's time right. to take that next step. They only lost to the Chiefs by seven. You think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Lions in Week One? I honestly, I hope not for two reasons. Uh, when I bet on it, though, I'm going to hope for it. But I want the Lions to lose, give the Bears an edge if they can beat Green mm-hmm. Bay. Because don't say it doesn't matter. It's a short season in terms it of matters. total games, but it absolutely matters. And the Jags play the Chiefs week two. And I think Chiefs coming off a loss to the Lions against the Jags is dangerous for the Jags. So we'll see what happens. Chiefs could easily start the season 0-2, man. I know. They could. They could. Um, Especially if they don't get their defense together. Then their best defensive player in a holdout, and they were they were they're not even great with him. Imagine without him, they're pretty bad. Yeah. It's I'll let everyone else shit on the Chiefs, which totally the defense. Every, I'll shit on the defense of the Chiefs, but no, not but, the offense. But I'm saying people are gonna get tired of them and start to hate them because there's oh. a lot of winning coming their way in the next decade. Like they'll probably win another Super Bowl or two, I would think. And everyone's gonna hate them like they did the Patriots. Well well, that's the thing though, Vin, is like they could have a terrible defense because they could just outscore the other team. Exactly, exactly. And people are gonna if they win the Super Bowl again by next year, everybody's gonna hate them even more. But fan side, it is very much a Chiefs site. That is our most important team by far. I honestly think if I can rank teams in a big four sports from first to last and most important for the brand, the Chiefs would be number one by far. It started as a Chiefs blog. And it has been embraced. Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah. Um, it's not Chiefs Kingdom. It's Arrowhead Addict. Arrowhead uh-huh. Addict is by far our most popular site. Yeah. So. No. And then it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season for sure. Lots of coverage. How but I will say one more thing about that game next Thursday, Vin. Lay it on me. It's the Jameer Gibbs coming out party. I'll leave okay. it at that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna beat you to him in the Guillotine League draft. Just kidding. We haven't set a date for know. that. Yes, we have. When is it? It's Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central, I think. Cool. I will be ready. Yeah, me too, man. All right, guys. It was a very fun show to everybody in the chat. We got Ravi. We've got Skylar. We've got Foster. We've got... Swift Sports Network. Swift. What up, Swift? All the way up there. We got Joe Mandel. 
We got Vinny Parisi. We got all the people watching that didn't comment. We appreciate you very much. This is going to go on Twitter.com. If you missed the beginning of it, um, if you missed any portion of it, you could go back and watch it on either YouTube, Twitter. Um, you could listen to it on Spotify or Apple. Please, the Barroom Network loves when you guys listen, and we love you guys back. We got football season coming up. We got college football this weekend and fantasy football goon returning next weekend, the following Sunday. The Sunday before season. So, yeah, next Sunday we will be back before kickoff, roughly 1045 Central Time, to get you guys ready with those lineups. And don't forget this Labor Day, Monday night, 8, 8 p.m. Central Time, we will be doing the Bar Room Network Fantasy Draft live here. Don't miss it. All your favorite barroom personalities will be there. It's going to be a blast, so do not miss it, baby. Get in and do that shit. We will see you then. For me, that's it till Monday. I'm going to try and sneak in a little bit on the – I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to make it to the stream for that. Um, I know it's Labor Day and everybody's got lots of plans, but I should be able to make it in on that. So my next appearance on the Barroom Network will be on Monday. But for all the great people who will be on between now and then, you need to tune in and watch all of it. And then bar down next Wednesday. Hockey's heating up. There's, there's hockey in September. We made it. Um, then football, baseball, playoffs, all right here on Crosstown Crosstalk. So make sure you tune in each and every week. We will see you again at a sooner or at an eventual time. And as always, for Joe Mandel, I'm Vinny Parisi. Thank you for listening. Another happy landing. <laughs>